We love you. We love you. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, your word says, while we are yet a sinner. Father, we lift those that don't know you. God, we have a relationship with you and we battle. We need you every hour. We need you every minute. We need you every second. Lord, we think of those that don't have that relationship with you. Tonight, we lift them before you. We thank you. We thank you for not taking your hands off of them. Lord, many this week are celebrating what you did on Calvary. Preparing for what we've set aside next week. Celebrating your resurrection. Anyone could have died. Anyone could have been buried. We thank you, the Son of God. Not only did you do those two, but you rose. And as you sit at the right hand of the Father and you intercede, we thank you for salvation of our family members. We praise you tonight for the salvation of the friend and the co-worker, the neighbor, the ones we haven't met yet. Thank you, you're not finished with us. As you continue to work on us, help us to be more of a lighthouse for you. Father, tonight we thank you for our bishop and Dr. Cheryl, for our pastors, overseers. Lord, for the example that they are, we ask you to bless them. We speak grace and mercy over their life. We speak healing, peace. Thank you for their leadership, for their guidance. And tonight, Lord, as we lift the ACM before you, those in many countries and throughout the United States, we lift our one fellow from the Jackson Church in the hospital with pneumonia from COVID. Father, we bind it right now in the name of Jesus and we release healing into that room. Father, we lift the Bermuda Church where they've been shut down. Father, we're going to believe it's temporary and when they reopen, we speak revival onto that island. We release the peace, the presence of God on that island like never before. Father, on our fellow workers, co-workers of the ACM, 
God, we ask you to touch us. Strengthen us with a fresh anointing. The chaplains, the ministries inside the four walls of this church. Father, once again, we take time to lift Apostle Sister C, Dr. Garner before you. Thank you for all the years they've poured out. Once again, in their latter years, we ask you to strengthen them. Fresh touch, fresh anointing as they go forth sharing your word. We continue to give you the remainder of the service. Ask you to have your way tonight. We praise you. We glorify you. And we say we love you. We love you. We love you. Thank you for your love towards us. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Say hallelujah. Say glory to God. Amen, amen, amen. 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 Say Hosanna. How many believe in faith? Yeah. Good. Then everybody can do this. Now watch me. Close those on the camera. By faith, even if you don't feel like it, do this. Smile. Come on, everybody got pretty smile. Even let the weak say they are what? Smile. Let the poor say they are rich. Let those with a frown face smile. You can do it by faith. Amen. It's an act of your will. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for today, for your presence, for the remembrance of what today is, Palm Sunday. Once again, as we turn our hearts to the Word of God, stir us afresh. Bring revelation, bring insight, bring understanding, clarity, reassurance, confirmation, and most of all, revelation of who you are and what you stand for. Bless our time tonight. That's family. In Jesus' name, amen. I greet all of you tonight. Do we have any visitors tonight? Praise the Lord. All family. Give the Lord a clap offering. Amen. Glad that you're here tonight. Um, this was so good. I just wanted to share this again tonight. How many were not here this morning? Okay, that's about 50% of you. We're not here. Raise your hands and wave them at me. Okay. For 50% of you will have to endure, and 50% of you will be hopefully touched. Cheryl, would you read this, this joke? Amen. I got this from a pastor. She got friend. this joke. It's cute. One Sunday, in counting the money in the weekly offering, the pastor of a small church found a pink envelope containing $1,000, and it happened again the next week. The following Sunday, he watched as the offering was collected and saw this little elderly woman put a distinctive pink envelope on the plate. This went on for weeks till the pastor, overcome by curiosity, approached her. Ma'am, I couldn't help but notice 
you put $1,000 a week in the collection plate. She said, why, yes, Pastor. Every week, my son sends me money, and I give some of it to the church. The pastor said, well, that's wonderful, but $1,000 is a lot. Are you sure you can afford this? Well, how much does he send you? She said, oh, he sends me $10,000 a week. The pastor was totally amazed, and he said, your son is very successful. What does he do for a living? He's a veterinarian, she answered. That's an honorable profession, but I had no idea they made so much money. Where does he practice? The woman answered very proudly, in Nevada, he has two cat houses, one in Las Vegas and one in Reno. I thought, ooh, she, he ain't telling his mama everything. Very cute. Psalm 124, please, as we share tonight from the Word of Life. If it not been the Lord who was on my side. Say that with me. Then the Lord who was on my side. Israel say, again, he says it a second time in the next verse. If it had not been the Lord who was on my side. Say it again. If it was not been the Lord who was on our side. When men rose up against us. Or women, when people rose up against you. Yep. All right. Next verse. Then they had swallowed us up quick when their wrath was kindled against us. When anger came against you, the men and women would come against you. Then the waters had overwhelmed us. The stream had gone over our soul. So the circumstances of life that they had no control over began to overtake them. Then the proud waters had gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord, who hath not given us as a prey to their teeth. Not given you as a prey to their teeth. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken, and we are escaped. Leave it there. Our, snow, our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowler, the snare is broken. broken. Say the snare is broken. The snare is broken. And we are escaped. That's this right. goes along with Psalm 91. You'll find the snare of the fowler also mentioned there. That famous psalm, the angelic protection psalm. What is the snare of the fowler and how does it affect us? And what does it have to do with today's triumphal entry into Jerusalem. The snare of the fowler is a term given. We're created like birds, you might say, to fly. And the snare is a trap. The fowler is, you might say, the bird catcher. And he places certain traps to catch the birds. Thank God it was God who delivered me. Amen? So these are demonic spirits or demon spirits that have come to trap us. You see, 
he said, I am the shepherd who protects his sheep from the snare of the father. He didn't say you wouldn't get trapped. He said he would take you out. Put the verse back up there. Verse 7, please. He make a way of escape out of the snare of the fowler. Thank you, Jesus. Say everybody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. The fowlers, notice it's plural, has an S. Principalities, powers, spirits of wickedness, demons, rulers of darkness, fowlers. The snares, the things that catch us. Greed. Lust, pride. Shall I go on? Mm-hmm. Anger, very good. Give me some more snares. Unforgiveness. What? Unforgiveness. Unforgiveness, very good. Give me some more. Desire for power, excellent. Ego. Greed, very good. What? Depression. Depression. These are the traps of the enemy designed to catch us by the fowlers. Amen? Some things we don't have control over. And those are traps too, right? How about sickness and infirmity? Sometimes we just don't have control over that. A negative diagnosis. But God always makes a way of escape. You know, uh, people that I have ministered to with terminal illness, they come to a place where like, hey, I'm good. If it's my time, let's go Jesus. See, that escape, that, that laugh right back in the enemy's face, you ain't got me. Because he always makes a way of escape. Loneliness, trouble with your finances, physical issues, spiritual issues. How many of you know folks that just struggle and are just broken over mental illness? And it's tough. I minister to a lot of folks and my heart just bleeds right with them and cries out because it seems like there's no way of escape but I found, uh, you know, Bishop gave me this years ago because we kept working with people with deliverance. And uh, <coughs> he said, get them on the word. Have, it, li- have them listen to the word as many hours a day as they can s- do it. Just sit and listen to the word play and follow it along with their eyes. And, and it became a way of escape. And people began to be set free and they, they were out of that snare. How many of you love it when you can just slap that devil right upside the head? Amen? Say, I am sheltered. Say, I am sheltered. I am sheltered. By the shepherd. I am sheltered. By the shepherd. You know, uh, alcohol, obviously, drugs, porn, these things are snares of the enemy to entrap you. That's right. To keep you from flying as high as God wants you to fly and fulfill your destiny and calling. And uh, let me give you more subtle ones that you might not know. 
Some time ago I was looking and it popped up on my thing. Buy one suit, get one free. Oh, Jesus. I was almost going <clears> to <throat> thumb through the thing. Buy one, get one free. Well, I know that the, obviously the other one is priced way high to cover part of the cost of the other one. Buy one, get one free. <laughs> you snare, I rebuke you. Amen. <laughs> we all get caught. Absolutely. In snares of the fowler. I'm going to be a little personal here, if, if you don't mind. Other day, we were at, uh, went away to do some cosplay, and we had a hotel on the other side of town. She's looking at me. And she got up, and, you know, she had a nice little outfit on. And I says, boy, I, I didn't know it was an outfit. And I looked at them. It was a matching top and bottom. I says, those are nice pajamas. When I said pajamas, Lord Jesus, I just fell into the trap. It wasn't pajamas, it was an outfit. But I thought it looked like pajamas. I was trying to give her a compliment and say, those are nice pajamas. Boy, did I fall into that trap. Amen? I fall all the way. I, I bit the bait. I bit the bait. Those are nice. I was trying to give her a compliment, you understand? Finia, I was trying to compliment her. You really look nice with nice pajamas. Pajamas! This is an outfit. I didn't know it looked like pajamas to me. I mean, we can innocently fall into some snares. And my heart was sincere to compliment her. Really, because it looked nice. You I, still have not escaped. <laughs> it looked like pajamas. Mm. I'm all done. Everybody say amen. I really thought I was giving you a compliment, honey. I really was. I said, that outfit, that, those pajamas really looked nice on you. They were new, and I hadn't seen them before. And they looked good. I thought they were pajamas. She went around a hotel on this, whatever it was. I thought it was pajamas, so I complimented her. What? said, you look good in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's Next time, you look good in that, yeah. yeah. Instead of saying pajamas. Why did you take it as a compliment? Gee, that suit looks like pajamas. You could wear that to bed. <laughs> the key that we have to see with snares is why does the enemy care so much about us? Why does he care to attack and think of things and find traps? Because God has a plan for our lives. There is no life that is not valuable in the kingdom. Oh, well, Dr. Cheryl, I don't have an education. You don't need an education. You need a relationship with Jesus. He will show you what to do, what to go into, what to get educated in. He has a plan. He has a purpose for every life. Every life. That's what makes abortion so awful. Because he has a plan. Mm -hmm. And he knows what the purpose is. Just think of the millions of people that could be affected by the gospel by just one of those aborted babies. Are you with me? 
You are not a mistake. You are not uh, useless, uh, of no value. Yeah, but you don't know what I've been through. God knows and he has a plan. Does that make sense? And the plan, you know, if you look at David, David was a mess. <laughs> really? That guy had some issues. And yet David was confident about one thing. He knew he could go to God no matter what. He commits premeditated murder, adultery, the works. But he knew he could get on his face and cry out to God. And God was faithful to David. How many of you know David succumbed to a lot of snares? But he knew that no matter what, through all of his wrong, his failure, his challenges, mm -hmm. he lost stuff in the process. How many of you have been in a place in your life where you lost stuff? You lost relationships. You lost finances. You lost family. You lost because of your own mess-ups. And yet, David could very well have said, had it not been for the Lord. Had it not been for the Lord. I know I can say it. Had it not been for Jesus. Look at your neighbor tonight and say, had it not been for Jesus. And had it not been for Jesus with that lost job. Had it not been for Jesus with that lost loved one. Had it not been for Jesus with that addiction. Had it not been for Jesus with that illness. Had it not been for Jesus. Amen. And the next few words, who was on my side. That's it. Isn't it nice to know that God is on your side? That's right. God is on your side. Let's look at um, a familiar verses of pat passage of scripture. But I want to look at it from a new version. It's called the easy version. It'll bring a little maybe insight to what you already know this verse. See, all these things involve faith, confidence, trust in God, and obedience. But let's look at John chapter 10, verse 10. The one about the thief. Yes, go ahead. The robber only wants to take away my sheep. Mm. He wants to kill them. He comes only to destroy them. Leave it up. But I have come so that they can have true life. So that they can have everything that they need. Go back to the first part of that verse. The robber, the thief, he only wants to take away my sheep. He wants to kill them. He comes only to destroy them. A little different flavor to a verse that we know. That's called the easy version. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for the Lord, I'd still be having blackouts on alcohol. If it wasn't for the Lord, I'd still be doing drugs. If it wasn't for the Lord, I wouldn't be 
pastor in this house. Mm-hmm. But the promises of God of deliverance. The word Hosanna. Say Hosanna. Hosanna. It's one of the gospels use the word Hosanna. They cried out coming down the triumphal entry into Jerusalem as they went up to Jerusalem. Jerusalem sits up very many feet. It's elevated. So you go up to Jerusalem, up to Mount Zion, up to the temple. And as they're on their way up into the city, they flagged Hosanna. And one of the interpretations of that word is Save us, rescue us. Save us, rescue us. Save, save us, save us, rescue us. Rescue us. And they were singing it. They thought, as I said this morning, that they were going to get a deliverance from Rome and the oppression of the Roman government. So they're crying out, be our king. Save us, save us, save us. Deliver us, deliver us, rescue us. He did, but he did it his way, mm-hmm. not their way. He did it his timing in the way that he wanted to do it, not the way that they thought that he should do it. Ooh, I hope I'm messing with somebody's mind right now, somebody's spirit. He did it the way he wanted to do it, how he wanted to do it, not the way that they thought that he should do it. Smile. Let God choose the time of your deliverance and the way. When I cried out for deliverance from alcohol and drugs many, many years ago, I, I, I couldn't get untrapped. I knew it had ruined my life. I paid a dear price as a consequence of my sin, among other things. And because of my sins, I cried out for God to forgive me. And he met me. In that church on 10 Mile and I-94. It was a Roman Catholic church. <gasps> That's where he met me. Mm-hmm. And he spoke to my heart. And uh, thank God I found a Christian. Because the first time I shared this morning, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, live a good, clean life according to my word. That's what the voice said. I looked around. There's nobody here. Nuns have left. The priests have left. Who spoke that? It was the inward voice. I didn't know. What? Live a good, clean life according to his word. What's God's word? I kept asking people. Finally, I ran into a Christian. They said, you don't know what God's word is? It's a Bible. Okay. So I picked up a Bible and began to read. I didn't even know what God's word was when the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And you may think that's silly, but that's the truth. But he delivered me. He met me right where I was. He heard the cry of my heart. I trusted him. I had faith. And I believed. And I tell you, when I got up off my face, it was like somebody lifted 100,000 bricks off of me. And I knew I was forgiven for everything I did wrong. I didn't understand who just spoke to me. I didn't understand anything else. All I know is that I was forgiven by God. What is a snare? It's that trap, that pitfall, that stronghold. In the Greek, it's mokesh, and it translates a trap, 
The trap has been set. How about this one? A trap with a noose. Ever feel like you're just being choked in your walk with God? How about a trap where you've been snared in your life in different areas, trapped in different areas, been held back from progression? Anybody ever felt like that? You want to move forward, but you just something is keeping you from doing that. Held back from what God has for you. Well, tonight there's going to come a release in freedom. Amen? As we praise Him and as we pray and as we believe God for change tonight in your that's life. That's right. One of the things that sets you free when there is a snare is praise. You praise your way out. Amen? Amen? And we're going to do that. Psalm 145 and verse 3 in the Good News Bible version, G and B. The Lord is great and is to be highly praised. His greatness is beyond understanding. To be highly praised. Highly praised. That means your praise is not just praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen? Highly praised. Every chance we get, when, why does Pastor Eric have to say to us, come on, lift your hands, praise God. We should be so excited to be in the house of the Lord. Listen, I'm so serious. How many states still have shut down churches and you cannot praise, you cannot sing, you cannot pray? Bermuda, our Bermuda church just contacted us yesterday, said, please pray. The COVID numbers went up, and the, prime, the premier or prime minister, whatever he is, he shut all the churches down. Shut them down. They can't have church. They can't do Bible study. They can't do nothing. Shut all the restaurants down. Everybody's under lockdown again. We should be thanking God. Yelling praises, high praises, because we're here and we are praising God and free. I believe there was an attack upon the voice of the church. Mm-hmm. He wanted to shut the church down. Look at California, one year. Although some churches didn't comply, 99% of them did. And they shut the voice down. They couldn't praise out loud, they couldn't That's sing, right. they couldn't have service, they could go to the bars, they could buy liquor, they could get an abortion. But they couldn't go to church. You figure that one out. The devil is here to shut the church down. And the voice of what you are created to do, and that's to fly. The snare of the fallen. He wants to come and trap you in your sins and then rub your face in it. And those thoughts that come over and over again to your mind. They're traps. They're traps. Wake up. Deliverance is here. Even in the oppressive thoughts of your mind. Now, I find that is probably what is one of the most greatest attacks in this hour. Thoughts. Things that just hit your mind and all of a sudden it's so real and you just like become paralyzed or anxietous. How many of you hear what I'm saying? And 
I find the only way, you know, the other day I just started to get a thought uh, about the safety of my grandson. And the you know, enemy just started, started bombarding my mind. And I thought, this is right out of the pit of hell. So I began to pray in tongues really loud. I began to just praise God. And I began to just say, hallelujah, Jesus. High praise. Now, I was walking him in a uh, stroller. Did I care if anybody in the neighborhood heard? Not in the least. And I just went taking that walk going, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. And I didn't care who heard me because I don't care. I'm free and I'm going to praise my way out. I began to bind my mind to the mind of Christ to get that snare off of me. Get that trap away from me. Saints, it's not an automatic instant. We got to do the warfare. I bind my mind to the mind of Christ. Devil, you loose my thoughts. I bring every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. You got to know the word. You got to trust God. Now that's one of the things we got to get in our spirit about these snares, traps. Who are we trusting? If you trust in yourself, forget it. You're trapped. But trusting in God, that means you use every resource he's given you. Praying in tongues. Praying in tongues. And praying some more in tongues. Bind in your mind. Draw the bloodline of Jesus Christ around you. Draw it around your loved ones. Pray the word, Psalm 91. Do whatever God has given you to do as you trust him. Does that make sense? Say, I'm sheltered. I'm sheltered. By the great shepherd. I am sheltered by the shepherd. By the shepherd. The snare of the fowler. Fowlers, plural. The demonic spirits want to trap you in different areas of your life. But Jesus has come to set you free. Come on now, to deliver you, amen? I can remember times as a Christian, I would get drunk and go to church next day with a hangover. I would get high and and go to church, but it had been a born again experience. God had to sanctify me, it took a little bit of time. And I would cry out to God, God, deliver me and forgive me again and again and again and again. And you know what? He kept forgiving me. Now I look back and I praise him for his faithfulness. To see me set free. Amen? Then the devil wants to throw your past up to you. Then you have to deal with that and say, no. Let me, let me, okay, watch this. Let me give you a short lesson on forgiveness. Okay. Can I ask you a question, Deaconess? Okay. Tell everybody who you are. Tell them what your name is. Talitha. Talitha, I want to ask you a question. Talitha. I want to ask you a question. On March the 28th, today, right? March the 28th, 2016, what did you eat for lunch? 
Colonel Wren, last year, March the 28th, for dinner, what did you eat? What? How many are getting this? Dr. Scott, three years ago, on March 28th, what did you eat for breakfast? Food. <laughs> That's how far, when he washes your sin away, he puts it away from you. Try to remember what you ate a year ago. Yesterday. Last week. <laughs> a month ago. It's in the sea of what? Forgetfulness. You're forgiven. So when your past comes up to you, no, 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 no. That's just a hook, a snare of the fowler trying to trap me in my past and my guilt and my shame and rub my face in it. No, I'm forgiven because of the blood. He paid the price for my sins. He paid the price for my forgiveness. He paid the price that I can walk freedom from the snares. He paid the price that I'm forgiven for calling her outfit pajamas. Amen? I'll never do that one again. I don't say, you look nice in that new outfit. That's, that's what I'm going to say. Good one, Jerry. I mean, it, 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 I was entrapped for about five, six hours. And then when I took her to dinner, it kind of lifted up a little bit. I got out of the trap. Amen? Is, is this a true story or not? Did I tell the truth? Why? I try to give you a compliment, and I get back criticism. Amen? I tried real hard. Do you feel like it was a trap? <laughs> that shows you that you can walk innocently into a trap and, and not know I walk innocently into that I meant to, to be a compliment Reverend Pam I meant to be a compliment and I walk right into it <clears throat> I'm working it I'm working it I'm working it Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hosanna, deliver me, rescue me. All right, let's look at. I want to wind down here a little bit and close it. I'm going to look at Matthew 21. This morning we looked at it from John's point of view. Tonight I want to look at it from Matthew's point of view. Uh, just briefly, over a few verses. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. What's that? Obedience. Uh-huh. And brought the ass and the colt and put on them their clothes and they set him there on. He wouldn't sit on flesh. Oh, that's good. There had to be a, a covering there. There's more time, but I just want to pick out a few little things here. That's good. And a very great multitude spread the garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and strawed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he was come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? And the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. 
And Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves. And said to them, It is written, My house shall be called the house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. And when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying in the temple, saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were sore displeased. Can you imagine that? He does miracles, signs, and wonders. People are praising him, calling him the son of God, Hosanna, and they are displeased. They are the teachers of the law. They are the religious leaders of their time. They are fellow Israelites. And they were so displeased. Go ahead, Joe. And said to him, Hearest what these say? And Jesus said, Yea, have you never read? Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, thou hast perfected praise. Amen. Notice that when the presence of God came in, the praise and worship started, honoring him. And immediately, as the praise and worship began, it stirred up the enemy. And he went in and dealt with the enemy in the temple. Inside the temple, he dealt with those things after the praise and worship. He began to deal with issues in the lives, in cleansing the temple. How many are hearing me what I'm saying? I can make a sermon just on that. But God deals with things in our temple when we begin to praise and worship him and honor him. It won't mix for long. If you go to church and praise the Lord every day and read your Bible and pray and seek God, he'll deal with those things. Or you'll be so miserable. You'll be displeased with yourself. Amen? I want to watch this clip. Uh, we shared it this morning, but I thought it was worth sharing again tonight. As Jesus makes his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. He goes in, prays and worships first, and follows his deliverance. Mm -hmm. 